the Imam, he mentions now, Kitab Tahara. Kitab Tahara. The book of purification. So now we're actually delving into the text and the thing that we want to study. Kitab Tahara. Kitab comes from the word in Arabic, Takattub. It has the meaning of Takattub. Takattub, Takattaba Banu Falal Takattab, the people, it says Takattaba Banu Falal meaning the people got together, they gathered together. So this word Takattub from where Kitab is taken, it has the meaning of gathering. Okay? You call the Jama'atul Jaysh, Katibatul Jaysh. Okay? It said when there is a gathering of soldiers, Katiba. Kitab, Katiba. Close in meaning, right? And here, what it means is that there is a gathering of a variety of different pieces of knowledge under one name. So it's a gathering of a variety of different pieces of knowledge under one name, which is Kitab al-Tahara. The Hanbali scholars, when they talk about, when they um, put their matun, their text together, they follow the tartib. Tartib means the order, the sequence of the hadith of Ibn Umar radiallahu anhu, where the Prophet said, Bunya al-Islam wa khams. That Islam is built upon five. Shahadati an la ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad rasulullah. Wa iqami salah, wa ita'i zakah, wa hajj, wa salm, wa salmi ramadan. This is the order that the Hanbali scholars they follow when it comes to acts of worship, right? So what was the first act of worship mentioned in the hadith? Huh? After the testimony of faith? I can't hear you brothers. Establishing the prayer, excellent. Then why, and I'm telling you that the Hanbali scholars, they follow the order which is in the hadith, then why is this author um, following then why is this author starting with purification, not Salah? It's a condition of the prayer, right? So Tahara is a shart for the condition for the prayer and the shart muqaddam ala al-mashrut. The condition always comes before that which it is a condition for. Tayyib. And the Prophet said, as collected by Imam Ahmed, Miftahu Salah al-Tahur. The key to the prayer is Tahur. So in order for us to pray, we need to have purification, tahur. The author mentions in this chapter pertaining to purification, 15 masail, okay? In the Bab al-Miyah, the first of the chapters in the book of purification is going to be the book pertaining to water. And he will mention 15 masail. Masail is the word uh, plural for mas'ala. Mas'ala comes from that su'al, the thing which is asked about often. The thing which is asked about often becomes a mas'ala. That which is then researched by the ulama and it becomes an issue in fiqh. Okay? So when we say masail and mas'ala, it comes from that which is asked about and researched often. The Imam, he says, defining what is tahara, he says here, irtifa'u al-hadith wa ma fi ma'nahu wa zawalu al-khabath. Irtifa'u al-hadith, the raising of hadith and the removal of impurities. So the author, he defines tahara. That's the definition of tahara. We're going to break it down step by step, inshallah. As for the word itself, tahara, tahara means that nadhafa from that which is impure. Nadhafa meaning cleanliness. So tahara, when you hear the word tahara, it means cleanliness from any type of filth. Cleanliness, right? And tahara is of two types. Taharatul ma'nawi and taharatul hissi. 
Taharul Ma'nawi meaning Tahara purification, which is intangible. Intangible meaning something you cannot see or touch. Okay? So this Tahara to Ma'nawi, intangible purification, is related to spiritual purification. Like Allah says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu innamal mushrikuna najas. O you who believe, verily, the polytheists, they are najas, they are impure. Are they impure when you touch them? Can you wrestle with them? Can you do BJJ with them? Yes, you can. The impurity is referring to the spiritual impurity, right? So tahara is of two types, we are saying. Purification, that which is ma'nawi, tahara al-ma'nawi, uh, intangible purification, and tahara al-hissi, and tahara which is tangible. For example, a person breaks his wudu, he goes to the bathroom, relieves himself. So this person now, is in a state of uh, hadith. He needs to remove that hadith. He needs to make tahara to remove that. So the statement of the Imam comprises how many components? Can you see there? Irtifa al hadith, that's the first one. Wa fi ma'nahu If you look at the statement in front of you, it comprises three parts. Irtifa al hadith, raising of hadith. What is this thing, hadith? Hadith, the ulama, they say, hadith is, wasfun ma'nawi, yaqumun bil badan, yamna'u min as-salah, wa nahwiha, mimma yashtaritu lahu al-tahara. Wasfun ma'nawi. It is an intangible description. Okay? Yaqumu fil badan. Found upon the person. Not physically, you can't see it physically, it's intangible. But it's a description given to this person, right? It prevents him from praying the salah. It prevents the person from praying the salah or other acts of worship for which tahara is conditioned for. This is the definition that the ulama give. Tahara, hadith, right? So what is hadith? It's a description which is found in a person it prevents the person from praying and doing other acts of worship which are wherein tahara is required, right? So when we say hadith, this is what we mean. Hadith is of two types. The hadith which is big, hadith al-akbar, and the hadith which is small, hadith al-asqal. Hadith which is big, how do you purify yourself from that? The big hadith. You need to do ghusl, okay? Hadith al-akbar, in order to remove that from yourself, you need to make ghusl. Hadith al-Asqar are those things which wudu is required for. The smaller hadith is those things which wudu is required for. Tayyib. What was the second part of the definition? He said, irtifa'ul hadith, removing the hadith. This is the first definition of what purification is. The first part of the definition. The second part from amongst the three parts is, tell me. وَمَا فِي بَعْنَاهُ Matters which are similar to it. Okay? Matters which if you look at it outwardly, you say that this is also purification, but it's not, okay? So the ulama, how do they describe this? That which is the meaning of raising of hadith, the raising of the hadith, but it's not actually uh, the raising of hadith. They say, Every tahara, dabit, this word you're going to hear quite often, dabit is like in English the modifier. 
modifying the meaning of what we are saying, right? So this, what the Imam is mentioning, ma fi ma'nahu, okay? And also that which is in the meaning of hadith. That which is in the meaning of purification, of raising of hadith, but it's not. Okay, what he means by this is every, every purification which doesn't raise hadith. But when you look at it, it's purification, but it doesn't raise hadith. Or it's a purification done not due to hadith. Okay, so every purification which is not removing the state of hadith, or it's a purification which in the... Which in of itself is not done to remove hadith. I'll give you some examples which will make this clear, inshallah. So, for example, wudu and ghusl, which is mustahab. But when you look at a person making wudu or ghusl, will you say he's making tahara or not? He's purifying or not? Of course, you will say he's purifying himself. But is he purifying himself to remove hadith, to remove that state which prevents him from praying? No, because it's a recommended ghusl and it's a recommended wudu. So, this is an example of what fits into okay, into the second part of the de definition. Another example is they say, the one who has salas al-bawl. Salas al-bawl is the one whose urine drops come continually. So this person, he makes wudu, right? But has his hadith gone? Has his um, impure state gone? He's made wudu, it hasn't gone, right? All that's happened is that he now has the permission to pray because his situation is a peculiar situation. But the reality of his situation is that his hadith hasn't been raised. His hadith hasn't been lifted. So this is another example. Another example they give is, for example, when you make ghusl of the dead. Are you purifying? Outwardly, yes, you're purifying. But are you raising a hadith from the... Or are you raising the state of impurity from the person? No. Because the dead doesn't have impurity. Right? So these are examples of this... Uh, second part of the de definition. The third part, inshallah, and this is what we will finish with. He says, what does he say? Zawalul Khabath. Okay, Zawalul Khabath is the removing of impurities. Okay, the first part was Rafal Hadith, the raising of the state of Hadith, and the second part was, and that which is similar to the first part. And the third part now is Zawalul Khabath, removing impurities. Okay. All of this is the definition of tahara. Zawalul khabath, removing of impurities. The word zawal is used instead of rough, the ulama they explain, because it is something that is not requiring an intention, and it's tangible, and it can be done without water. The reason you say zawal al khabath, removing of the impurities, because number one, it's intangible. Number, sorry, number one, it's tangible. Not like hadith. hadith is intangible. It doesn't require intention and it can be done without water. Whereas hadith, raf al hadith, the word raf is used with hadith because it's intangible, it requires an intention and it requires water. Tayyib? So, zawal al khabith means to remove impurities. To remove impurities. Impurities, najasa, is of two types. Najasa is of two types. Najasa to ainiya, najasa which in of itself is impure. What do I mean by that? For example, excrement. Excrement in of itself is impure. No matter what you do to it, it's going to remain impure. Or the second one is najasa atariya, najasa atariya, najasa tu atariya tu. Okay. 
that najasa which comes upon something which is originally pure. For example, you're wearing your thobe and a drop of urine, azakumullah, drops upon this thobe which is originally pure. What can I do with the najasa? I can wash it off, I can take it away. Okay? So we have two types of najasa, two types of impurity. The first of them is aini, which cannot be changed from its state of being impure. It's always going to remain impure. And then we have the najasa atari'ah. The najasatu atari'atu. That which najasa comes upon something which is originally pure. Okay? The reason I'm giving you these detailed definitions is as we go into the masail, as we go into the things that we're going to talk about, I'll be using these terms. And it will help you to understand uh, what's been explained by the explainers of this text, insha'Allah. So the Imam, he says, Water is of three categories, and this is where we're going to stop, insha'Allah, and we'll continue next week from this point onwards, where the Imam, he says, water is of three categories. Okay? Jazakumullah khair, I'll to make the understanding easy for you and to make the explanation easy for me. Anything which was correct was for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's the mistakes and shortcomings were for myself and shaitan.